Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on Between the Covers. My name is Bradley Shaw. And today's special guest is author Andy Kay, who has written a wonderful book called The Adventures of Little Andy, a hilarious memoir of a messed up life. Sorry, of messed up life moments. Apologies. Uh, Andy Kay has had his messed up life moments in this book over many years, which has been compiled from dinner parties on air to casually sitting on people's desks at work. Each time the reactions to stories were varied from person to person, but one thing you noticed consistently was that they made people laugh out loud. Hello, Andy. How are you? Thank you for I'm, joining me. I'm good, Bradley. Thank you for having me. Well, there's not much more I can say about this book. Obviously, you've got quite a uh, eclectic life of humour and adventures. Uh, please tell everyone listening, what are they really going to get into on in the true Andy K story? Yes, well, you, look, th- this book is a collection. It's actually uh, 15 stories, and and some of these stories I've been lucky enough to share um, through, I suppose, different media channels. I, I used to do a, a breakfast radio show in, in Melbourne um, on Joy FM uh, for eight years, and I also did a Nova Entertainment podcast for a couple of years as well. And, um, you know, that was a really great platform to, to share some of these stories. And every time I kind of shared the stories on air, you know, we'd get like, you know, emails and, and, and messages and, you know, people would jump into our um, show DMs and, and send us messages, say that story was hilarious. And I had people saying I was crying with laughter. And I remember one of the stories I told on air, one lady emailed the radio station. She goes, I actually nearly crashed the car because I was crying with laughter so much about these stories. And people always said in passing to me, you know, you, you should write a book. You should put these stories into a book because they're hilarious, you know. And, and you know, I suppose me telling the story, it's just my life. You know, these are just messed up moments that have happened to me that I think are quite amusing. But I suppose when I started talking to them, you know, outside the media channels and, and talking to people, my friends, colleagues at, you know, at dinner parties, at people, you know, people with work, you know, at work and stuff. And, you know, like I said, you know, you just said, like the reactions have been varied, but everyone just used to always burst out laughing. So I thought, well, maybe there is something here, you know. So I sort of compiled these kind of stories together and um, it was probably around 2020, um, and I kind of looked at it and I kind of went, I've probably got like about 15 stories here that I think could could make a, a book. So I decided to, you know, put pen to paper or, you know, fingers to a keyboard and just sort of write a few draft chapters and, and things like that and sort of test the waters, you know. And I, I gave the, the draft chapters to a, a few friends and stuff like that that are very honest with me and they would always give me a very honest opinion. Um, and again, you know, they were saying these are fantastic, they're hilarious stories. So I just kept on, kept on sort of writing and um, it ended up with this uh, – with this book, which is the adventures of little Andy. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's the good, the bad and the ugly about my life. Um, I don't hold back. Um, it's a little bit naughty. It's a bit cheeky. Um, it's a bit inappropriate, but I do have a bit of a potty mouth. So, uh, you know, it's not for the faint hearted. Um, but yeah. I hopefully, hopefully when people read it, you know, they get a good insight into, to my life and all the, the crazy stuff that's happened. And, you know, some of the stories are quite dark. 
um, but some of the stories are, you know, quite light and fun and all that kind of stuff. So you've got a bit of a variety there. Good. And that's, and that's as life is in mm. all, all of things. Um, one question, of course, is that you that you say people reacted to the stories differently. They reacted to them. They, they were funny. When they were happening to you, did you recognise the humour? <laughs> did you go, did you stop and go, wow, this is awesome, this is so funny, or did you have to wait and look back and go, Wow, did that just happen? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. No, I did not at the time. A lot of these stories, I did not find them amusing at the time. And there is one story um, involving that my uh, family reunion to scatter my, my grandmother's ashes. And at the time, and I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but at the time that story happened, it was quite a traumatic story. And, um, you know, so much so that my, my partner um, was there at the time. And because of the chaos that sort of unfolded in, in front of me and, and dealing with family and ashes and all that kind of stuff in between, um, you know, it, it, it really took me probably a good few months to kind of just, I don't know, refocus and, and get myself together after that because, you know, and I, and I will say this and be quite transparent, a lot of our family members still to this day do not talk because of that incident, you know. Um, so there's a lot of raw emotion around that particular story. Um, and, you know, I was lucky to have my partner there because, you know, I almost had, and that sounds bizarre, I almost had like an out-of-body experience when all this stuff was happening to me um, at the funeral and, and what have you because lucky Matt was there because he could sort of validate that what happened actually happened. It wasn't a dream. You were there. All that craziness happened and, and, and stuff like that. So, and there's other stories in the book that have happened involving, you know, my, my in-laws and, and all that kind of stuff and me being in New York um, and literally ending up in an apartment with the New York underworld, you know, and, and just in a turn of events that next minute I'm, I'm sort of, you know, in an apartment with um, some pretty serious drug lords, you know, and how I got there is you'll have to read the book and find out. But <laughs> yeah, There's a chapter for everyone to enjoy, my goodness. And you've also crossed paths with a couple of celebrities. I mean, that's also like, I mean, you go into those, I imagine, with a little more optimism and a little more of their professionalism. And, of course, obviously you had some situations where you went, oh, that wasn't what I expected either. Yes, well, I had the uh, great pleasure of interviewing Alan DeGeneres, uh, you know, amazing talk show host, comedian, uh, writer, producer, you know, actor, you know, she's done, she's done it all. And uh, yeah, when she came to Australia a few years ago, and this was at the peak of her fame, like the, the height of the Alan hysteria, um, I had a chance to interview her for um, an event and uh, I was on the red carpet with all the, the, you know, the serious journalists and Tracy Grimshaw was there doing a big interview with a current affair with Alan and I had all these other key journalists around me and at the time I thought it'd be a great idea to you know dress up in a hamster onesie with a black bow tie around my neck drawn on face you know the, the whiskers on my face and oh, God knows why I thought this was a great idea I had two cut out pictures of Alan's face on my on my boobs you know and uh, I, I got an interview with her however the interview was so terrible and I was grabbing this interview for um, the Chrissy Swan and Jane Hall Breakfast Show, which was back in the day on, on Mix 101.1 in Melbourne. And, uh, you know, I was like given the biggest opportunity of my career and I absolutely royally, and I'm saying this nicely in a podcast, I don't want to swear, but I absolutely messed it up. Um, and, you know, I was so mortified because the next morning I had to go into the studio and give them the audio and they're saying, Andy, we sent you out, you know, you got the, you know, this is the biggest interview we've had all year on our show. 
And it was absolutely horrendous. Absolutely. I cannot tell you how bad it was. And I've actually put the the transcript of that interview in my book so people can read how horrifically bad it was. And uh, needless to say, after that, I was never given a celebrity interview on that breakfast show after that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yes. Well, not so much for learning from experience. I guess it didn't help you grow into the next stage. Oh, dear. But um, tell me too, now you go back to the family experiences and the family relationships and such, and um, there's a very big disclaimer across your book that says, I should have sent him back to the baby hospital. Yes. Now, has she read the book? Is she embarrassed by this or is she is she understanding what's happening? No, she did say that. And, and you know, obviously when I was very, very young, she, she said that. And this is a genuine quote from her. She goes, I should have sent him back to the baby hospital because I was such a, a menace as a child. I was a, a probably, a, you would say, you know, there's the book's called The Adventures of Little Andy. Well, I was probably a little shit back in the day when I was a, I was a young boy. Um, and, uh, yeah, she just had a lot of trouble with me. You know, I was, uh, I was just a naughty little kid, you know. Yeah, I know. Looking at me now, how could you uh, picture that? Um, but I was a naughty little kid and, and she did say, and I don't know who she said it to. I have a feeling it was to my auntie, so her sister, and she did say I should have sent him back to the baby hospital. So when I asked my mum for a quote for the book, she sent this through and I, you know, I said, did you really say that about me? She goes, absolutely I did, you know. She goes, you're, you're a real troublesome child. <laughs> so with the book, are we reflecting back into that childhood a lot or is it more into your career path as well as a as, as being in radio and media? Like where yeah. are you sort of points for, for people? Yeah, so I set up the book and I, I do touch on my childhood and, and kind of go through that in terms of the setup. But really, the stories start from when I, in, in the book, from when I was 18 years of age. And that's kind of when things really changed for me, um, you know, in my life. I, um, you know, left high school, graduated um, high school, um, and literally that was on, on a Friday. And then the Saturday afternoon, I was on a plane to, to London to relocate and live in London, much to my mother's horror, um, you know, and, and sort of panic that, you know, her, her baby son was moving to the other side of the world. I'd never travelled overseas before. I, you know, had to get my uh, passport. My mum said she wasn't going to pay for me to go. So I had to save all my money to to get to London. And, you know, I left a, a small town of 4,000 people and moved to London, which was at the time a population of like eight to nine million people. And, you know, if something did go wrong, I was very much alone over there. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family, you know, and credit to my mum for allowing me to go, you know, but that's when things really changed in my life. And that's when the stories started happening. And, you know, these messed up moments started happening in my life, you know, and that's where I've kind of gone back to, you know, literally over 20 years of my life and and started from there. Yeah. And I guess I guess the other question is you've got a number of selected stories and experiences, but is there anything you omitted from the book or is there a future plan for more escapades of your little Andy? Uh, yes. Well, yes, there is. Yeah, I've definitely got stories for potentially, a, you know, another book. There's a lot of stories there that, you know, I didn't include in, in this first book. Um, and not to say that, you know, they, they weren't great or anything like that. They In terms of just the flow I wanted of the stories. They just didn't kind of work. Um, I definitely think there is enough content there for, you know, a sequel. If I don't get cancelled, that is, Bradley. Um, <laughs> I agree with you on that. There's enough content there for a number of books. <laughs> so there's definitely more content there for, for a book number two. Well, that's wonderful. And, and Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. You've had some great endorsements also from your uh, your colleagues and people who who admire you, even with all your mishaps. Yes, <laughs> they yes. Still, they still admire you and support you, and that's wonderful. So congratulations on the book coming out. 
for everybody listening, uh, it is available everywhere books are sold. Uh, you can order it online. You can go to your local bookshops and order it and request it, even borrow it from your libraries. But do please reach out and have a have a read of The Adventures of Little Andy. Share the stories with friends because I'm sure that most people won't believe you're telling of these stories as well. Uh, but it is a wonderful book. Uh, he's a great guy. And I thank you, Andy, for joining me today. Lovely. Thank you for having me, Bradley. I appreciate it. And for everybody listening, please stay well, uh, stay healthy and be nice to each other. And we will see you again on the next podcast for Between the Covers. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.